It's been a year of security breaches. What can organizations be doing to better prevent security breaches and use passwords that can't be stolen? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm discussing this topic today with Charlie Chell. He's the Senior Director of Product Management with CA Technologies Advanced Authentication Line. Charlie, thanks so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Charlie, to start out, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and your specific role at CA Technologies, please. Sure, Tom. I work with our product development team, so I'm not in the product management organization, which means my role is to work with all of our customers, talk to all of our customers, I'm in front of most of them, and then work with the engineering team so that they understand what product they need to build. Basically, you know, how do we meet customer needs? That's my job. Well, Charlie, not to give you too broad of a question from the outset here, but in your opinion, why are there so many security breaches happening today? And as you know, it's become the breach du jour. It may be a, a sort of a simple metaphor, but, but think about sort of uh, bank robbers, right? So, you know, why do bank robbers rob banks? Well, that's because that's where the money is. So if we compare that to websites, um, you think about you know, all the assets that we have in our, our web properties, and it's huge, right? There's all kinds of things that people can go after. And, uh, you know, there is, you know, personally identifiable information. Um, there are financial instruments. There, there's all kinds of stuff that which is becoming more and more valuable as we go. It's all information, and it's all there for, um, for attackers to get to. And frankly, it's, it's less risky and more lucrative to do an electronic hack than it is to walk into a bank with a gun. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, a lot of times people think about this as, you know, sort of guy in his basement. And that's not how it works anymore. I mean, there is a whole value chain in the attack business. I mean, there are companies, generally not in the U.S., but, you know, it depends that specialize in this. I mean, there are people that go to offices. They have health plans. Their job is simply to focus on attacking, you know, legitimate websites and to pull information out of them. You know, and then they sell that information, and there tend to then also then be people in the, in this world then that then specialize in taking that information and and creating value from it. So you'll see, for instance, things where you'll see an attack on a website, and you'll see you know, some kind of a breach that goes in and, and, and feels out what kind of information is there. And then, you know, a couple of days later, you'll see maybe orders for stereo equipment or something that's easy to send. And, uh, you know, this is happening all the time. Charlie, we've seen some high-profile breaches this year in the past year. I'm thinking Target, Neiman Marcus, Super Value. And we see the organizations come out and talk about the, the actual cost, what they've spent to recover from a breach. But when you think of some of the soft costs as well, what do you see as the true implications of a security breach for a typical organization? I think the average breach now is quoted as somewhere around, um, you know, $7 million in costs. It's definitely in millions. And, and most of that, you know, the hard cost there uh, comes from increased regulatory compliance and what companies have to do. But you're right, Tom. I mean, the soft costs are, are the bigger part of it. The inconvenience to uh, their end users, um, in a lot of cases, the fact that, you know, end customers may end up going somewhere else with their business. 
I mean, you know, the brand damage is just huge, and not only to their web property, but also to their to their store um, as well. Think as an example of um, of the Target breach last year, and everything that they had to go through uh, to uh, repair their brand damage. Uh, it's huge. Think about the LinkedIn settlement uh, that's that's just been uh, recent here, and the fact that LinkedIn is actually then uh, going to settle with their premier customers. Uh, these are real costs. Charlie, for users, passwords are often the the main defense mechanism. And when they're strong passwords, they can be effective. But when they're weak, they can be susceptible to attack. Where do you see the main weaknesses of passwords? I mean, first of all, there's several things going on in our industry right now. Uh, We're all talking about what's going to replace passwords. We're all thinking about various different biometric credentials, things that I think we're going to move to in a few years. But right now, passwords are still the mainstay, and that is what what people are comfortable with. And my guess is that we're going to be seeing passwords for a very long time. Why are they susceptible? I mean, passwords are are susceptible for a number of reasons. Um, One is that they're, you know, they're they're easy to guess. There's something oftentimes customers will will use at multiple places. But uh, I think that, you know, the, the attack vectors have really changed in the last uh, two or three years. Rewind a bit, and phishing was really one of the main attacks. So we had um, people that were, were targeting, you know, people. They were sending out mass emails. They would mount these phishing attacks, and through them they're collecting passwords one by one. Uh, and then they would go, of course, try that password against the site. Maybe try it against other sites, and and see what they could what they could get from that account. But you know, there are more efficient ways to do this, and uh, attackers are figuring this out. So rather than try to get passwords one by one, what they're now doing is that they're penetrating the the sites and the databases where these passwords are being stored, and they're getting the entire um, what we call a password hash file or the password database file. They're getting that entire entire file at once. So, Charlie, talk a little bit about what CA does in terms of your advanced authentication. You're able to eliminate the need to transmit and store passwords. How do you do that? Yeah, it sounds kind of crazy, doesn't it? So we've got a solution that uses passwords, looks like passwords to end users, but under the covers doesn't actually store them and uh, certainly doesn't transmit them anywhere. And and so, yeah, this is something we, we've had some technology uh, around this area for some time, and uh, and we, we've, we've thought a lot about this at the, you know, a few months ago. We are thinking about, well, how can we really address these, these mass attacks of passwords? And we thought that we, that we had an aha moment, and we, we figured that, that as crazy as it sounds, we can create a solution that that doesn't store the passwords, doesn't require that they live anywhere except in the user's mind. Now, the way we do this is that we have a, a technique that's patented uh, that we call cryptographic camouflage. And we won't get into the details of that here, but, but suffice it to say, what we can do here is that we can do a local validation of the of the password. So the end user experience is the same. They still get to use the same kind of password experience they have right now. They still go to the site. They enter a username and a password. 
But what we do here is we do a local validation of that, of that password so that it never gets sent anywhere. And we do it with a method using our, um, our cryptographic camouflage capabilities that is not susceptible to brute force attacks and, like I'm saying, doesn't ever um, save the password or, or store it or send it anywhere. Let's talk about your customers. Give us some examples of how they're staying ahead of security breaches by using this product. We have a lot of customers in a number of different verticals, uh, financial, health, oil, insurance, pretty much everywhere where there is information, we, we've got customers. And they, they use this capability. We, um, we call it our CA authentication ID, formerly ARCOT ID, as a, a mechanism to provide uh, multi-factor authentication for their end users. Sometimes these end users are employees, sometimes they're consumers, a lot of times they're both. And, and what we're, we're doing here with our, uh, our capabilities for, uh, for password management is we're, we're looking at using the same technology to uh, create a really a better password. Um, I wouldn't call it a uh, two-factor credential. Again, that's not what we're really targeting here but it's really a very strong password that works without storing that information. Well, final question for you, Charlie. If you could boil it down, I want to ask you one. Where's the place that organizations should start this transition? And really, where can they go to learn more about this topic, ways that they can prevent security breaches and use passwords that cannot be stolen? But, so customers today are, are looking at a lot of different options for, um, for increased um, security. Uh, you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of initiatives in play, like I was saying earlier, around how do we replace passwords, and and you know where where should I go eventually? And you know, I think all that stuff is good, and you know, we should all continue toward those goals. But I think there's a issue right here and now that we need to address with these these current threats. And you know, our passwords aren't going to go away anytime soon. It's going to take a while before we convert our our entire user community over to some completely new paradigm. And so we've got an ability here where we can drop in a solution that, that doesn't require any change to the end user interface. It's fairly lightweight. So so it's something for, for everybody to consider because I think it solves the problem that we have today. We have we put up a web page, ca.com slash unbreachable that uh, as a central resource that contains a lot of white papers, uh, some videos, things like that to help you uh, understand what, what kind of solution we've got going here. And, you know, you can, you can make your decision there whether or not this is something that you're interested in. And again, Charlie, that's ca.com, unbreachable? Correct. Very good, Charlie. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Tom. It's a pleasure speaking with you. The topic has been preventing security breaches. I've been talking with Charlie Chell. He's Senior Director of Product Management with CA Technologies Advanced Authentication Line. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.